G'day and welcome to the Mailbag Sydney Review. Uh, it was a pretty solid card there at Rose Hill on Saturday and although there was a bit of rain forecast and the track was being downgraded, it probably played a fair bit better than that given the, the results as going through the SPs and looking at the way that the track's played. Is uh, that the way you saw the day unfold there, Mark Sheen? Well, the Bureau of Meteorology, uh, they were tipping Armageddon. I don't know if they did the track rating for Rose Hill as well because... <laughs> Uh, that was about as close as the forecast. Uh, heavy pace. That was very misleading. It certainly it's amazing sure. that the track can't improve from when the 6.30 in the morning till the first race at 1 o'clock. There never seems to be an upgrade. Only a downgrade if it rains, but it never is never upgraded. Mark Roden, I'll hand that straight to you. Yeah, I completely agree. It was, um, I reckon the track was on the better side of a 6 maybe a five, from race one. And people had done the form four. I mean, everyone knew it was going to improve because the rain didn't arrive and the weather was fine. But, um, yeah, completely misleading um, track rating. Yep. Uh, the official punting form data is going off a soft six, but uh, certainly the, the figures suggest that it's every bit, uh, you know, even slightly better than that. Uh, Rob, for yourself, how did you find the day in the yard? Uh, OK, you know, we found enough winners, just didn't bet them in the right kind of way, unloaded on the losers and, and small bets on the, on the long-shot winners. But, you know, that's punning, hey? Yeah, well, I think there's plenty to go through this meeting anyway. It does look like one that we can follow going forward. Uh, we'll start with race one and then we'll review the features, uh, races four through eight. Race one was 1,100 metre, benchmark 78. Slowly run race for the class. They've gone two lengths slow to the 600. And Ander Matt has defeated Volpine and it was a gap to Sapphire Crown. Rob, I'll start with you. What did they look like in the yard? Decent bunch here. Uh, like on the lead's always a horse that I, I, I like to look of. Um, I, I think I, I sent out Valmaster on top as, as he looked quite forward and, and even kind of, you know, sharp to my eye. Um, I, could, I couldn't bet him at that price. The, the, the winner looked, looked like typical of the stable, you know, half shorter run, but they often run very well, um, fresh like that. So I wasn't, you know, who was in the numbers. Um, yeah, you know, in Fanciful Dream, I, I had a small place bet the place on that to, to kick my day off. It looked absolutely perfect. I thought, you know, the softish track um, would, would suit it. Um, but, yeah, in my mind, I didn't have this track as heavy. I, I just thought with the two days of sun we had, um, it, it couldn't be, you know, worse than at the seven. So, um, yeah, good race. I'll be looking at the, the 11 to, you know, had no favours. I'll be looking for that to improve, you know, its manners and, you know, with better luck in running, I think it can do something. It's a mm -hmm. decent type of horse. Mark Shan and Matt, uh, in the end, uh, came in for a little bit of support there late. What did you think of the race? Well, the thing about Ander Matt uh, was that his first uh, two runs in a race, he had flopped out of the stalls. In his two trials this time back, he'd actually jumped in front. So he'd obviously improved dramatically from last time in. Very good run behind uh, Anders there over 1,100 metres uh, when he flashed home. And he was able to take up a more prominent position. Uh, Favourites got a little bit fizzy just as they went onto the track and jumped poorly and I think he was out of play after one stride. He just got in an awful position and, and started to pull his head off, lost his action in the straight and wanted to hang out as well. So um, maybe a forgive run, I'm not sure. We'll have to see him back on dry ground or drier ground, but um, Andermatt certainly got a nice run and is a big, strong type. He'll continue to improve. Mark Roden, you also had a bet on Andermatt on the day. What was your thinking behind that bet? Um, basically, that there was just far too big a gap between... Master and, and in the market. Um, 
and the market itself actually sort of came around to that conclusion late. Maybe it had something to do with those yard factors Mark mentioned, but the, the gap between them narrowed a bit. Um, yeah, I suppose it's a forgive run. He was pretty plain, though. Um, it, it was three wide, but it was uh, in a very gentle pace, um, so it shouldn't have been the end of the world. Um, the connections have tried to blame the run on a heavy track, which, we've, which we, as we've established, wasn't actually heavy, so it wouldn't be an excuse. Uh, yeah, jury's out for me. Um, just have to mention Volpine. I don't know if she can go anywhere from this, but she's, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight up into this? Um, she, she went to a new level to win at Canterbury, went to another new level to beat Exotic Ruby at uh, Warwick Farm and has held that again. I mean, the pattern and the tempo really suited her, but this is, um, yeah, extraordinary for a horse so deep into its preparation to um, keep performing at a totally new level for it. I, I bet they wish they'd ran at Canterbury on Friday night. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. OK. Uh, let's jump to race four. That, that was a group two, Millie Fox, for the Phillies and Mares. Uh, Rob, this is your wheelhouse for the most part. Subpoenaed mm. has won. Fast run race, two lengths fast to the 600. Uh, so genuine tempo, despite the relatively modest or small enough field. Uh, Rob, winner subpoenaed. Madame Rouge, how did they look? Because they cleared out from the rest of those. Yeah, look, I had a bet on Madame Rouge. Um, I've always kind of liked her, and subpoenaed's one of these horses that I, this only ever caused me pain and just caused me, caused me pain again. Um, I was never comfortable. I thought Madame Rouge was half slow away, um, and then it got a little bit held up in the straight. Uh, she, looked, she looked perfect first up, I thought, you know, um, forward to my eye. Subpoenaed looked like it strengthened up a little bit, so it's in for a, a really good prep. Um, She's ideal, come back really well. Well, well actually, with a with fair bit of improvement in it, um, but it's a horse with, with proven first up, um, you know, runs well first up. Uh, positive pace, yeah, I can never catch it. It's not, it's not one of my horse. Um, Asiago, look forward for the stable. Um, Girl Tuesday, not too bad for it. First up on a hot, humid, sweaty. You know, she usually can get quite hot, but she didn't. Um, leave it to, to Mark. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, well, uh, Subpoena's done a good job here. She was one of the few horses to cover ground, but she did get cover, but uh, it might have won of the race, actually, because Madame Rouge and also She's Ideal got bottled up on the inside there when Subpoena had the fly down the outside. She did hold them pretty comfortably at the finish, though, and I think she, she had a little bit left in the tank, but um, I agree with Rob. I think she looked a little bit stronger. Uh, she's always sprinted well fresh in the past, even though she didn't have a great deal of luck. Last preparation, first two runs, she did run well on both occasions. And sort of the brakes went away here just on the turn where she, she came down the outside and the others just held up for a run. I thought Madame Rouge paraded outstandingly. She looks in great nick. She's ideal ran on well. Positive piece. I didn't really like the look of her coat and she may improve with racing. What are we doing with Madame Rouge, Mark Roden? Are we just waiting for her to turn up in Melbourne and win a race down here? Yeah, it seems to be a go. She's come back really well. This race is rated very well. Um, it's a new peak for subpoenaed on my stuff. Looks like it is on punting form as well. Um, yeah, I was impressed by the, She was the only horse really to settle in the second half of the field for the day and win, I think, as well. She settled third last. Um, did get a clear run, but, um, yeah, that she's put the time on the board. Uh, Madame Rouge losing no admirers and a great return from She's Ideal. Um, should be a good form us. Uh, you know, just to illustrate, you know, things like Asiago, who looked to have every chance, has been well beaten. It's sort of run to her figure, run to one of her figures, you know, so... She's just been beaten that far because the um, the first three have gone so well. Okay. Positive report there for Subpoenaed, as you said. It's recorded nine lengths above on the all-average benchmark for punting form, so that is a career PB first up for the prep. 
All right, race five, Silver Slipper for the two-year-olds, group two, over 1,100 metres. Home Affairs featured a fair bit on this show, narrowly defeated Rocket Tiger. Uh, very fast to the class. We've gone seven and a half lengths fast to the 600 here. Uh, Rob, two-year-olds, plenty going on. Uh, you liked Tiger of Malay, though, in the yard, didn't you? I, like, I had Home Affairs and Tiger of Malay about yep. equal, and I, I backed them to win the same amount. Yep. Um, you know, I had, to, I had to follow my money on, on Home Affairs. I think I said the other day that, you know, two-year-olds can improve first or second start. It looked, it looked great. Um, but Tiger of Malay really did impress me. I remember that in the spring being athletic type. Now it's a, a beautiful walker and it's got some, you know, power and muscle, whatever. Uh, his coat looked great. Uh, Richard Friedman's got two of the best two-year-olds in my mind and, and that's up for a, a possibly a group one down the track. I don't want to say too much after what I said about um, Peltzer, but, um, yeah, I think Tiger of Malay is, is in for a big prep. Um, Little Rocket Tiger had that third in the numbers. I thought, look, at top, perfect. Um, the other reason I wanted to bet is I just couldn't have the one, and they kept backing it. Uh, Paul Ailey, um, maybe trust the SP there, and I think can improve, improve a lot. Um, Mark Shan. Yeah, I agree. Paul Ailey, uh, looked awful in the yard. Um, I tipped him on the, the previous show, but uh, he, he just had the one soft trial, and he went to pieces in the yard, so... You couldn't back him. Uh, home Affairs uh, paraded brilliantly, and uh, he just had that uh, improvement with the one run under his belt. I'm still not sure that this is slipper form, though. Overall time was pretty slow at the finish, and again, a little bit bunched. He might be better on a dry track, this horse, and ridden a little bit colder. It's the only advantage, I think, that he's got, that he's racing well uh, on wet ground, and he's more a dry track type. Yeah, he's improved the best part of five lengths on that first performance to the second, but Mark Roden certainly doesn't look overall like a, as Mark Shan said, a slipper performance. No, this wasn't. Um, but that's always a tick improving first to second start. Yep. Just those other factors. I, I mean, the market hasn't fallen into him. He's, I think he's still around the $17 mark for the slipper, so the market itself is treating the form with a fair degree of caution, and I think that's right. Um, I mentioned to Rob last night, I think Tiger of Malay could be a size prospect more than a, a golden slipper horse. Um, I don't think this race is going to produce much in the way of golden slipper contenders. So even though Tiger of Malay's run was good, um, I don't think he's going to beat the best two-year-olds at 1,200 metres. But, yeah, slow last section again from Home Affairs. So the only positive is that he has made improvement first to second start, but he has to do it again yep. at least to um, contend with the best. Okay, uh, race six was the Parramatta Cup, over 1,900. Listed race, Sacramento just controlled things out in front. Uh, it was a very slow tempo, though, 5.7 lengths slow to the 600. Rob, run us through these uh, middle-distance sources. Um, <laughs> Sacramento paraded well again. He does get sweaty, but that's him. Um, his coat was, was still had that real lovely glow to it. Um, to do's dart seemed to have backed up really well. Some psychopath took a dollar eighty on the corner for that horse. Can you believe it? Um, so I got I got a half back. Um, Mustard year, I think he looked better last year. I remember having a bet on him in this race last year. Um, he looked very forward, but I don't know. Um, I don't know what to make of him. Um, I think I had the second horse in the numbers as well. Um, he looked at top, and pretty much perfect. Um, but other than that, I, I guess. You know, Sacramento's just an honest gay waterhouse thing. She'll run him until he drops. Yep. Uh, Mark Shane, what are we doing with this race? 
Well, Sacramento was the query if the track was heavy, but it wasn't heavy, and he'd won in this sort of ground about a five at Randwick a couple of starts ago, and there was no pace in the race, and he just controlled it. So he's done a fantastic job, this preparation. No luck first up, and then he's he's put together three on end. Uh, Dadu's dart, well, he probably wanted a heavy 10 and didn't get it. Um, he was very one-paced, and I think he's out of the, he's out of the club. Um, I don't know where you go after that, just a, a bunch of plotting stars really so Kendra bad ran okay there was a bit of a tip floating around for him he came off the winner's back but wasn't quite good enough Sacramento just controlled it in front and he will get further he'll get 2400 26 28 so you know he could be a fly on the ointment once these races get a little bit longer and if he gets left alone in front what did you think of paths of glory first up well he's uh, a pudgy pudgy type isn't he yeah. Rob uh, yeah he's a, he he looked, a couple of runs yeah, he, he looked a bit fat. I think he won at a big price second up um, when my Surface Pro pen wasn't working. I saw him kick back and win uh, at about, you know, he hit 100 to 1 and I'm tapping away wondering why it's not, not working. Remember that? It was at Randwick. He, he, he was about 40, 40s. Um, it was very, yeah. So, you know, those little pens for the Surface, the batteries for Surface Pro pens, they're hard to find. I was going to say, what is it like? The, the quadruple A batteries or whatever they are, those real yeah. tiny things. Yeah. Exactly. I'm wondering why my, why my screen's not green. I'm looking down at it, just going to just kick back and one. It was a sad, sad day. Um, but yeah, look, he's a good horse. He, uh, he's a not nice type. He'll improve. Um, I, I, I kind of like him. I kind of like. I like Richard Tra Friedman as a trainer. He seems yeah. to, you know, get good quality imports. He seems to pick good good quality two-year-olds. He's just flying. Mark Roden, what's the uh, the appeal with the do start? Because it's had however many runs now what is that five six seven eight starts in australia hasn't really done anything hasn't placed so far yeah well i think whatever it was it's worn off now um <laughs> really been one of mine i thought the, there might be a race in him but that was yeah. very plain i mean stinking old mustard deer ran past him in the last 50 of the so yeah uh just sacramento again showing the value of a, a good fit honest informed horse who races on the speed um yeah he, he, he's he, he won the 2800 metre race, didn't he, in Melbourne last... St. Ledger, yeah. Yeah, um, so maybe Sydney Cup, if you, if you can take him up that one. But, um, yeah, I don't have a great deal to say about the Beaten Brigade, to be honest with you. OK. Uh, let's have a look at the Hobart deal over 1400, the Group 2, because that's clearly the race that has the most interest for me going forward. It's slowly run race, three and a half lengths slow to the 600. Rob, we had a first starter in Australia from New Zealand, this Aegon, I think is how we're saying it. For Baker and Forsman, who have brought across quite a few good horses over the years, how did this one compare? Uh, he's, he's, he's a little kind of athletic, um, smallish horse, you know. Um, Dundee was a bit, bit like that. Maybe Dundee was a bit chunkier, but he's sort of similar size. Not a big horse, um, you know. I, I thought he looked, he looked kind of, you know, sharp almost in the yard. He was very, very kind of, you know, just ready to go. He, it was, he knew what it was about. Um, so, you know, I think I had him third in the numbers. Um, you know, this, this is another one for me, just, just not knowing who they are. Just like, I got it in my head that I wanted a back peltzer here and, and, you know, I've sent out the first four and I've done my ass on the race. It's disgusting. Um, North Pacific uh, really improved. Uh, Mark Sheen was waiting for its coat to come and it, and it really had and, and Prime Star really, really come on and he showed, showed a bit here. I think he settled outside the leader or something sure i was expecting him to go back so i thought how can you back him but he um yeah he, he's you know showing a bit more versatility i like the eleonora um it's, it's been one of, i think 
impacted on Melbourne Cup Day um, in, in a three-year-old maiden. What's happened to that Kermit, Kermit dashing? Um, yeah, it trialled the other day. It's on its way back. Okay. Um, Mark Shan, what did you make of this race? Because it's slowly run. You've got this Kiwi winner out of Sacred Falls who obviously would appreciate the wet a bit more. Uh, what are you doing with the Beaten Brigade? Well, look, I thought Peltzer uh, would be the horse to beat uh, the way the track pattern was. Um, he did sweat up a little bit more than usual uh, forward of the saddle, which he doesn't normally do, but um, he is a free sweater normally. Uh, I did walk over to Rob 10 minutes before the race after watching Ole Kirk and Crosshaven um, just beat the ambulance home in Melbourne, and I thought, I said to him, I, these three-year-olds might be no good, but it still didn't do me any good because I didn't back Aegon. When he came into the yard, he... He, not a very imposing type, let me put it that way. Um, athletic. And obviously no wonder Max Baker um, uh, keeps his runs spaced. Like, all his runs had been four, six, eleven weeks apart. So, obviously, that's the reason. But he's got another good one on his hands, obviously better than the, the Australian three-year-olds, put it that way. Uh, whether he measures up to a Doncaster, who knows? But uh, he, he hit the line quite strongly here and was too good for the locals. OK. King's legacy as a three-year-old. How's he returned? Well, he was a bit one pace, wasn't he? Probably yeah. wants a little bit further and maybe a little bit wetter. I, I thought some of these ones at the back were a bit plain. Neil Lenora, I thought he paraded well and hit the line OK late. Probably had a bit of a break, so once the races get a bit longer, I wouldn't sack him just yet. But, uh, yeah, the jury's out on these three odds, and I should have juried to that. OK. Mark Roden, the tempo was slow. The overall figure's pretty ordinary. Uh, what are you doing with the form of this race? Are you giving anything an excuse? Uh, I thought Lyons Raw's run was OK. Um, and he'll, he'll be better over more ground. Uh, he showed that in the spring. Um, yeah, this, this is the other winner, obviously, that settled in the second half of the field for the day, but from Supreme. And he, he came through inside in the circle. <coughs> he's, um, he's rated well. Um, he rated up to the kind of figures he had at his best in New Zealand, the figures I've had access to anyway. Um, and he's got a base to go to another level, yep. um, um, which... I mean, these Australian three-year-olds have really shot themselves in my opinion now as, as pretty average. Um, but that's interesting. What, um, I, I remember speaking to Rob on Saturday. You weren't taken with him as a type um, uh, physically. And if he isn't going to stand up to all the racing, they're going to have to really pick one target and yeah, stick with it. I see he's, he's $3 favourite for the Rose Hill Guineas and he's $7 favourite for the Doncaster. But it sounds like going for both would not be uh, advisable given his... Um, physical makeup. So, um, yeah, that's just a decision they're going to have to make. But um, very astute camp, I'm sure, until where they go, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be right in whatever race they set in for. Anyway. Sorry, Murray Baker yeah. should have been. I said Max, didn't I? That's a moment of dementia there. Um, yeah, but it is interesting whether whether he's got, you know, two runs in him where he can back up with his yeah. or so. That's the that's the oh. theory. But, you know, master trainer. Oh, I'm just... Theoretically, a, a horse, a three-year-old going to the Rose Hill Guineas, then dropping back to the mile for the Doncaster, I would really like. Um, but this might not be the go for this one. And if it's a heavy 10, what do you make of him then, Rob? I think he, he, he's uh, every chance lightly framed. Well, I wouldn't say he's lightly framed, but he, he just, he just, just, you know, nice walker. I think he'll, he'll get over it very well. I think heavy track, no problems. I think he's by um, the Sacred Falls. Is that right, Mark Roden? Yeah, yeah. Absolute swimmers. 
Absolute swimmers. So yeah, he's, he's a bit of a wet track type and he's by a wet track tyre. So I think he's it, no, no issue there. But what about Peltzer back at Randwick? If we get, if we get eight dollars in the uh, Randwick Guineas, I think we'll have to um, have something on there because maybe he's just a Randwick horse. Yeah, unbeaten. Unbeaten at Randwick and yet to strike a blow at Rose Hill. Incredible. I guess it does happen. Uh, well, look, figure of the day goes to Emanate in race eight. They've gone fast at a class, two and a half lengths fast to the 600. Our overall figure, 12.4 above on the punning form, all average benchmark. Rob Scurry, I'll start with you. How did Emanate look in the yard as well as some of the beaten brigade? Uh, look, uh, it's a bit like the thing in the first, you know, I thought it looked, looked very, like Andermatt, I thought it looked, looked well, a bit bit soft, parading relaxed, um, nice, decent enough type. So, yeah, no knock, I think I said in the numbers, but I was kind of taken with Handle the Truth. He's, he's not one of mine. Uh, he's certainly got not one of my jocks on, um, but bless his little heart, uh, he, he bobbed up for third for me, which um, was, was, was great because I needed him to. Um, Munitions was was an import. I, th I thought an okay type. Um, you know, I think it had him in in the, in the numbers. Um, Space Boy seemed seemed to hold his condition from the start before. Uh, I thought he looked he looked well again. Um, but yeah, uh, Black Magnum seems to always run well fresh. He's, he he was maybe a bit more forward than I've seen him before, and he doesn't mind a, a bit of sting out of the track. And um, you know, he he looked the winner. I'm sure he would have traded pretty short there. But but you know, uh, Rachel King. Firing through for a fourth winner, I think, at this stage. I think that was right, yeah. Uh, Mark Sheen, what did you make of both the winner, Emanate, and this uh, foreigner, Munitions, having its second start in Australia? Uh, to my eye, Emanate looked a bit fitter than she did at Randwick, and a uh, pattern of racing last time in was that she improved basically every start. So uh, she's on the upward spiral. I thought she'd win, but I didn't think she'd put them away like this. Um, this was devastating, the last 100 metres. Um, she might have gone to another level and maybe black type is attainable. Um, munitions, just a bit prancy, a bit pretty boy in the yard, I thought. So maybe, maybe jury's still out for me. I thought Flat Heaven looked great before the race. I thought this was a very good run. Missed the start. They had no luck in the straight whatsoever. And there was a bit of mail around to say that it run well. And I think with even luck, it probably could have even run a place. Handle the trip looked great, as Rob said. But... I think um, Emanate and Flat Heaven, the two that I'd want to uh, follow out of this race. Yep, Mark yep. Roden, a monster PB for Emanate. Uh, best part of 10 links, better than a previous performance for it. Yep, just um, illustrates a point we were talking about on the previous show with Dicko on Thursday about weight. We were talking about stayers mm -hmm. in that case, but it applies here for sure. She's been carrying higher weights uh, against her own age and sex last prep and, and last start as well. She's a horse with a turn of foot, and when horses with a turn of foot drop sharply in weight, that's when they can just go whoosh. And this one has, um, you know, 2,000 metre welder horse dropping from 58 to 52 in an open handicap, not going to go any faster. So don't worry about the weight drop there. But these things that can run fast, when the race is there to be won, they're the ones that the weight drop really um, advantages. All right, beautiful. Were you following anything out of this race besides the winner? No, Flat Heaven was the one I marked down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't have any luck, and, and Robert um, given it a bit of a wrap pre-race as well. All right, that brings us to the end. That's a pretty comprehensive review of all the main races there from Saturday at Rose Hill, but I'll get a horse to follow or two from each of you. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Uh, well, I think Andermatt's got more wins in him for sure. He'd probably head towards the Arrowfield, so he'd be, he'd be up against the good ones coming along, but um, I think he's... I've got a lot of time for this horse. 
and obviously race eight they're M eight and flat heaven. I think it was you know it's a tricky sort of day to follow because it was a biased track again and a wet track. Um, you know, allegedly on a heavy eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark Roden, a couple to follow for yourself. Um, perhaps not in the absolute A grade races, but I think they can win during the autumn. Tiger of Malay in the two year old division and Lions Roar in the three year old. All right, and Rob, a couple out of the yard that impressed you the most and think they'll improve next start. Uh, I, again, t- Tiger of Malay, I want to see how Pulele, uh parades next start because that's a big, strong type who I don't think would be suited on a soft track and, you know, could, could parade a lot better. So I know that that two-year-old race hasn't paraded that, you know, hasn't rated that well, but I, I think there's some money to be made there. Outside that, um, I just want to take it as it comes. I don't, I'm, no, no big predictions. Okay. Uh, the week ahead, we've got Gosford on Wednesday, Wyong Thursday, last Friday night at Canterbury this Friday. So I bet most form judges and punters are looking forward to that being over and done with. And then Newcastle and Randwick on Saturday. Mark Shan, uh, you've got the Chipping Norton, the Surround, both Group 1s on Saturday, as well as the Guy Walter in the Sweet Embrace. Anything yeah, that's uh, been, taking your eye? Warwick Farm. Used yeah. to be the old Warwick Farm meeting there, but uh, you're not allowed to go there on a Saturday anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, why is that? Like, I, I remember that being the case when I first started punting, but was there a reason for the shift? Yeah, they've spent $11 on it in the last 25 years. That's why. <laughs> you can get some classic TVs out there. Something from, like, 1986. You're watching this. It's amazing. <laughs> I tell you what, you can find some shit on the seats out there, and like that. <laughs> I've, I've snapped a few of those seats leaning back after a win or a loss. Like you lean back, whoa, pull the buckle out. It's OHS issue. Get onto it, ATC. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, it'll be a good meeting. We've got the first lead up to the slipper there on Saturday. Um, the Colts and Geldings and the Phillies, and uh, the surround's always been a good race over the years. So. The jury's out on the three-year-old fillies as well. I suppose Montefiore will come back first up in that uh, race and take them on over 1,400 metres. Yeah, uh, this will be a Rob Scurry kind of day. It's uh, yeah. just getting into peak season for you, Rob. Yeah, mate. Yeah, look, looking at my results over the years, there, there, there's my month, There's good months and bad months for me, and, and, and generally the lead-up to the carnivals is where I uh, find my, do my best work. Anyway, yeah. don't want to say, say too much. Um, no. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the other thing I'll say, Randwick is a bit closer to Maroubra, Mark Sheen, than, than Warwick Farm. There's a bit, you know, convenience. Well, that's right. We saved $20 on tolls. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Very good. And uh, Mark Roden, another busy week for yourself. They all seem to be, but uh, you're starting to quieten yeah. down a touch next week. Yeah, we've got the five meetings in four days again. I, yeah, Canterbury finishes up this week, the Friday night. I've, I've been winning at You know, I've done yeah. nothing but tip can Canterbury for months and months and months, but the last three or four meetings I've won, so... Yeah, there you go. I so shouldn't be bemoaning the end of the season. No, no, no. You can look forward to it resuming at some stage next year or later this year and the bias returning, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, thank you to you all. Uh, we'll catch up later in the week for the preview, but until then, have a good week and go well. <laughs>